What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. I'm your host, Gavin J. Gallagher, and on this podcast, I explore the mental and emotional game often playing out subconsciously, both in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market. The key to success in this game is to master your mindset and behavior, to take control of your thoughts, your emotions, and most importantly, your ego. Welcome to the show. Guys, real quick before we begin, I want to quickly tell you about my new coaching program, Elite Property Foundations. It's officially launched as of the 1st of June, and it is now alive and kicking with members. If you are a novice property investor or you would like to be a property investor, this is the program for you. I guarantee it's going to take you from feeling nervous about what you're doing to being both highly knowledgeable and confident in your decisions. There's a load of features and benefits, so you should definitely check it out. I'm gonna leave a link in the show notes below. That's all, I hope to see you inside. Now let's get on with the show. What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. This week, it's I'm under a bit of pressure, and so I'm not going to dwell on a huge amount of um, the content today. It's gonna to be a short enough episode, but what I wanna do is I received this um, information in recently and it's on the changing the way the office has changed so everybody is familiar with the fact that you know there's been since the pandemic came along we've had work from home uh, for a lot of people and in recent weeks there's been announcements from various um, big companies like Google and things like that that they are bringing people back to work and that people will be required to be in the office so many days a week and stuff like that. And I have seen it on the ground here in East Point. We've noticed that a number of occupiers are notifying us and they're telling us that we're bringing more people back to the office in the coming weeks and stuff like that. So from our point of view, this is definitely starting to take shape. We're starting to see it more on the ground. And so we're preparing for it ourselves. But one of the things that has definitely changed is the way the office is being used. So in the past, people came in and they just kind of clocked in, did their eight hours at the office and then clocked out and off they went back home. And we've noticed that there's a definite shift in the way people are working. People are designing the office. Workspace strategy and workspace design is a whole kind of industry and a field of its own. And it's something I'm very interested in, naturally, being the guy that runs the commercial portfolio down here. But it makes me wonder, like, what is changing? So I got this thing in from a uh, interior design company. And, uh, and it's really interesting going through it because it's something that I have seen regularly um, popping up in the different buildings that we're seeing. And it's not always all at the same time, but you're definitely seeing elements of this. And I kind of was looking through this, these, these slides that I have here. And as I was looking through them, I started thinking, you know, what would the perfect building look like from the point of view of staff returning to the office? Like what, it is, what is it that would really make it a great place to work? Because naturally enough, if you can figure that out, then you can become, um, first of all, if you're an employer, you can obviously attract the best talent to your workplace. Um, and if you're a landlord who is trying to obviously create buildings that large businesses will come to so that they can attract the top talent, 
then this all kind of fits one, uh, you know, side by side. So the first thing I'm going to say is there's a thing called biophilia. And biophilia is introducing plants to the workplace. And it's an increasingly popular way of bringing the outside in and creating a more welcoming environment. And I do know that, you know, the fact that mankind, uh, human beings, we come from being kind of living on the land. Like if you go back over our evolution, back millions of years, we lived on the land. And I think there's there's kind of a DNA in there that, um, I don't know whether it's our genes or our DNA or whatever, but we feel naturally better in the environment, which is why parks are so popular and things like that. And plants are known to increase morale and creativity in, among staff, apart from the fact that they provide cleaner air and a more relaxing atmosphere. So biophilia is definitely an area that has been picking up. And what you'll see is things called living walls, where they actually build a wall in the office and that wall will actually have water irrigation system built into it. And there will be sort of pockets or little buckets of soil so that the plants can actually grow on the vertical surface. And uh, I'm seeing a lot more of that these days. It looks great, by the way, um, although it can be quite a bit of management, I understand, to look after it. Now, I'm not taking this in any, any particular order. The next thing that I'm seeing is standing desks. And this is something that I personally really buy into as well, because I find sometimes I'm much, much more, um, what's the word, I guess, more productive or more efficient or something like that when I'm standing rather than sitting on a desk. And therefore, these these desks you can get, and I've seen some of the occupiers in East Point, some of the real top you know, computer companies and stuff like that, they buy really expensive ones that have electric motors that can, you touch a button and the thing lifts up and down. Other ones, they have these kind of winding devices. And so they're not, obviously not as expensive. But standing desks are the big thing. And obviously it is good for your health to stand more and stuff like that. So it is good um, from, from a health perspective. But also I think I just prefer at times, I like to stand and work. I feel like it's more free flowing or something like that. And, and also, in fact, when I'm recording a video, I'm sitting here recording this podcast, but I'm actually, if I had a standing desk right here, right now, I would probably prefer to stand and to do this on a sta standing up. Um, for whatever reason, it's just, it's something that feels more uh, productive or something like that. Uh, it's definitely grown in demand and it's something that we're seeing more and more and certain types of work uh, work better in a standing format. Certain types of work work better when you're sitting down. So it's all really down to the what activity or what task you're actually doing. The next thing is brainstorming booths. Now, these are these kind of, I won't call them soundproof booths, but they definitely have kind of a fabric and often they'll have a ceiling or a roof over them. And what they are is they're little places that team members can get up from their own desk and go down and sit around this kind of booth. And when you're in this booth, it's, it's just, it's a nice little place to have an intimate meeting 
where you can sit across the desk from somebody and you can chat away and kind of like start scribbling on paper and, you know, have like a, a collaborative brainstorming kind of session. And I've installed one of them in one of our buildings here and it is really popular. Now, people obviously use them for all sorts of reasons. They'll often find people sitting in there having their lunch and stuff. But actually, as a little brainstorming thing, it is very effective. And so definitely something that I'm seeing popping up more and more. Now, there's a different version of that, which is uh, it's a soundproof booth. And I've seen telephone booths, which are the ones that are obviously for a single person. You can close a door. It's soundproof and you can have a conversation. So let's say you're speaking privately with your bank or your spouse or something like that and you want to have a private conversation in a busy office atmosphere, that's obviously the place you can go rather than feeling the need to kind of get out of the office and kind of walk or go for a walk or whatever. Now, the thing is, these brainstorming booths, the first one that I'm talking about, they're open, they're not sealed, and they're not closed off because I am seeing these uh, these phone booths are also becoming popular. And we've installed both the open brainstorming booth and we've installed the soundproof brainstorming booth. I think it's probably more of a meeting booth where let's say you're in a busy office and you're bringing somebody in to have like an annual review and you're sitting in front of a staff member and you're going through their performance. That is not the kind of conversation that you have in an open office floor with everyone listening in. So that's when a soundproof booth works. The next thing we're seeing is coffee docks. Now, coffee docks are completely separate to the canteen. In the larger offices, everyone seems to have a canteen, and that's the main place where you go down and make your food and all that kind of stuff. But the coffee docks are something that you put on kind of each floor. So you might have one main canteen. In one of the larger buildings that we have here, there is a main canteen, and they can serve, you know, 100 people lunch and it'll be there'll be kitchens associated with it and all that that's not what i'm talking about that will be going that'll go into a lot of the bigger offices but also a coffee dock is an area so that you can get up from your desk you can walk down uh you know a couple of meters from your desk and you can just go into this coffee dock and it provides for a kind of breakout space so it becomes something akin to a kind of a social area a little bit like, you know, you, the old sayings in the past you had that people would like to catch up with their friends and talk football and stuff at the water cooler. Well, this is essentially the water cooler. Your coffee uh, dock is a place where you can go. You can pour hot water, make a coffee, but you can also get cold water. There's probably a refrigerator there to get bottled water as well or whatever. And they are definitely providing kind of breakout space. And one of the buildings that we have, um, there is a there's a whole area with you know tables and chairs and stuff like that. So it becomes kind of like like a mini canteen, but it's definitely separate. And there is no cooking facilities in this. There's just simply hot water and cold water. Next big thing that we're seeing is personal storage lockers. And one of the policies that I'm seeing in a lot of uh, buildings now you're moving towards what's known as the nimble workplace or the, um, what's the word? There's, a, there's different words for it, but basically means that you're expected to get up from your desk, clear your desk, put all your stuff away in a locker, 
and then somebody else can come along later that day or the next day or whatever and actually sit down at what was your desk for the day and obviously if you got that kind of thing now it, not every it's the agile workplace is the word i was thinking of not everybody is too fond of this people like to have their own space they like to have the ability to sit down they've got photographs of the family sitting you know and they might have um folders and you know books and things like that in on their desk or on a shelf behind their desk that is starting to be done away with the agile workplace is basically where there is not enough desks for the people employed in the business and it is on the basis when you've done if you do some sort of a uh, we'll say a survey or research on your staff movements you will find that you know 10 15% are out sick or are away traveling on holiday whatever it is another 10 15% will be out at meetings meeting clients and things like that and so something like 20% of the workforce is never actually physically present in the building at the same time as everyone else and because of that the old way of organizing your workplace was that you had say 100 desks for 100 people working there nowadays what we're seeing is 80 desks for 100 people working there and there will be so many people that are that have their fixed desk you know the manager and the important kind of uh, managerial kind of positions but then the people that are would be say sales people that are on calls that are going out meeting clients and stuff like that those guys would not have a fixed desk they would come and go and they will just take a hot desk as they go and those are the people that are going to have a locker system so they don't have to bring everything with them around with them but they can just go to their locker and they can unload their stuff and keep their belongings there and that means that when they are in the office they can go to their locker pick out you know their bits and pieces they need take a hot desk sit down and that's it next thing we're looking at is social breakout spaces and these are really becoming popular in the offices now the old day the you know the, the previous way of working was to come in clock in sit down at your desk for the whole day get your work done then go home nowadays people they can they can do a lot of their work a lot of their concentration can be done sitting at their desk at home or sitting at their kitchen table at home or whatever so concentration um, and quiet work is not necessarily needed at the office any longer but the reason you go to your office is to socialize with your work colleagues to collaborate with your work colleagues and just the feeling that you're going in for a little bit of banter catching up with people and stuff like that and that's very important from a cultural point of view a company it's super important that a company has got the loyalty of its staff and you don't feel loyal if you don't have a bunch of friends that you miss when you're not at the office if you are sitting at your kitchen table working for the last three years and you haven't met any of your colleagues in three years well that the social connection isn't really there and you could work in another place and it wouldn't really make any difference to you at all so obviously managers and recruitment people and and hr staff and stuff they see the importance of having the social spaces so you're coming in now and instead of it being row after row of desk you have these breakout areas and they are areas where you can kind of sit down um, you know bean bags all that kind of stuff where you can sit and chill out 
Now, there's also flexible workstations. And what we've called that in the past is um, hot desking. And that's where you come in, you've got a desk. Usually there's like panels that would be like soundproofing or, or just to reduce the amount of sound. But you come in, you sit down, you plug your computer in and you can get to work. And a lot of people will put in headphones and whatever. So they're not really bothered. And these hubs are becoming more and more important because as people, you know, there's a lot of companies that will have regional staff that'll actually almost never be in the office. But when they do come in, they want to be able to sit down and get a bit of work done. And so I know, for example, one of the buildings here in the park, there is a company that has about, I think it's about 65, 70 desks in their office, but they have about 130 staff. And I was saying, whoa, you know, how do you facilitate everyone? And they say that there's at least 50 staff who are never in the office that like literally are on the road constantly. And, uh, and but they want the ability for them to come in at times for, you know, meetings with the manager or whatever it might be. And also they, they sometimes they want to come in and they want to invite a client to the headquarters. And so they want to be able to come in. They want to be able to do a bit of work while they're waiting for that meeting to begin. And so that's what these desks, uh, these kind of hot desks or flexible workstations, as they're called, are called. The next thing is town hall areas. Now, as I mentioned, you know, the, the team getting together with your team, all that kind of stuff is becoming more and more important for the big employers who are trying to recruit staff and retain staff. And so the company culture is very important. And they're finding one of the reasons why so many of the big companies are starting to insist on people coming back to the office is because they have noticed either damage to the company culture. And so there's less people feeling loyalty to the business, but also productivity has been suffering in some ways. So the town hall is an area where you come in and you're kind of drumming up uh, support, motivation, inspiration for the staff. And a lot of the time that'll have like bleacher seating, those seats that can be pulled out from the wall and then they can get pushed back. So these spaces become kind of double, they double up as collaborative spaces, uh, breakout areas, but also when the boss wants to kind of have an all hands on deck kind of meeting or a town hall as it's called they can grab them together another obviously private meeting rooms are essential and in the past people had their own private office that was one thing but now when you're coming into meetings in the office collaboration and stuff like that it can be very hard to have a collaborative office meeting in a big open plan space where you've got lots of noise and racket in the background and stuff. So there's an awful lot more private meeting rooms being um, being kind of specified in, in, uh, in areas of the office. There's zoning is another thing. People are starting to kind of create zones and you will have an area where it's kind of quiet work and that might be, you know, it might kind of resemble like a library, but if somebody wants to go and catch up on some reading and stuff like that for their job, they can go down to this quiet area. Or if they want to kind of log into a Zoom call and they just want to listen in or whatever, then there'll be other areas where there's collaboration taking place. And that is obviously much more hands-on and stuff like that. Now, obviously, meeting rooms are the best place for that kind of thing. And a lot of the time, they're going to be putting white uh, boards on the wall. So you can actually write on the wall. You can put post-its up. 
And I'm seeing an awful lot more of that kind of um, active collaboration meetings where people will stand around in the room and they'll each have post-its. And on the post-its, you'll have different colors that represent different things. So an idea is a certain color, uh, a mandate is another thing and, you know, whatever it might be. And people will put up these post-its, but it's kind of a brainstorming thing. Then they'll photograph the wall with all of the ideas and then they'll take that away. And that is the collaboration. So guys, that's it really. That's all I've got for you this week. It's a short one, um, but these are definitely things that I've noticed. And I'd be really interested to hear your opinion. If you've actually, if you're working in an office and you're seeing this kind of thing, or if I've left anything out, but I'm really... The last thing I'll mention that I have seen a lot more of is um, office fitness facilities. In at least three buildings here, we have seen people installing gyms. And there's a couple of issues with that. First of all, there is a need to have um, like a rubberized floor because people that are running on, say, a treadmill or something, there's a pounding kind of a sensation. So that's one of the problems. But second of all, insurance has been a problem, I've noticed. And people, before you install a gym in your office, people have to go and bring in like a personal trainer who can do an induction day and all that so that people can't injure themselves and then turn around and sue the company for this. And so that has actually prevented these gyms, these internal kind of gyms from taking off. But the, the likes of a, of a treadmill, the likes of a, a rowing machine, I have seen some of those things being installed. And here in East Point in the last couple of days, we've installed some outdoor exercise stations. And so what the idea being that you can come along, if you're out for a walk or something like that, you'll see these machines. You'll often see them in parks where you can walk up and you can kind of do a couple of chin-ups or sit-ups or whatever it is. And there's actually like a bench there to kind of do that kind of thing. So this is where the way it's moving. Love to hear from you guys on your thoughts and whether you're seeing anything and whether I've left anything out. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Behind the Facade. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please connect with me via the Facebook group that is called Behind the Facade Community. Alternatively, you will find me on social media. My handle is Gavin J. Gallagher. You can stay up to date with all of my content and the various projects I'm working on over on my website, GavinJGallagher.com. And while you're there, please do add your name to the Join My Tribe thing over on the right-hand side. This will ensure you're kept up to date via my weekly newsletter. All of these links are in the show notes below. That's all for now. I will see you guys in the next episode.